0: Hey everyone, it's Aline. We'll get to the episode in just a second, but I wanted to let you know that there is a content warning on this episode for a discussion of depression and anxiety, specifically my depression and anxiety and um, how I've dealt with that and how it manifested. So if you think that you might have issues listening to this episode, wait until you're in a good place or just wait until the next episode comes out and listen then. Welcome to Originality, the podcast where we explore the roots of creativity and creative expression. I am one of your hosts, Aline Sims, and I am joined as ever by the, uh, I need more superlatives, uh, by this super fantastic
1: Kay Tempest Bradford.
0: I've got this gig down, you know. Like <laughs> it's just smooth, mm-hmm. smooth. It feels very smooth. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think I, I do my best. So, Tempest,
1: how's it going? Oh, you know, things. It's been a whirlwind. I've actually been talking about this a lot. How much of a whirlwind it's been this year? How about you? Same, very same.
0: There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Um, why don't we actually talk about this year? Cause we, we had an episode and if I were smart, I would have like prepared and listened to it and been like, so Tempest last year or at the beginning of this year, your goals for the year were to blah, 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 blah. How's that going? But I didn't do that first part, but Hey Tempest, how's your creative year going?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Actually, my creative year has been very, it wasn't as productive in specific ways as I thought it was going to be. I had planned to do a lot of writing, um, getting this novel dealt with, this novel that I've talked about at great length on this podcast. Um, But because this year I planned a lot of things that would help me write the novel it ended up being productive sort of with foundational or background things, even though I haven't written a lot of words specifically on the novel. And, but that's presented some challenges too, because as I've been saying to people recently, I haven't been in one place for more than three weeks at a time since February. Wow. And that's been really tough. Yeah. Yeah. And, And part of it is because it's like, I went on, you know, a twenty-day trip to Egypt, which was amazing. And then right after that, I went to a convention, um, and that was in May. Like a March was going to a writing retreat, which was very good for me. Um, and then going right from a writing retreat to a convention, and then going from the convention to Portland, and then being in Portland for about three weeks before then, I went to Egypt, and then I went to the con, and then about three weeks after that, I went to um, uh, the Vona workshop, which was really amazing. And it was not something that I had planned on doing like at the very beginning of the year, something that sort of like came up for me as the year went along. So I did the Vona workshop. And then two weeks after that, I had to go home to visit family for two weeks. And then I thought maybe like, Oh, I'll have a whole month where I'm in one place. But then I decided to go to San Jose to (laughs) Worldcon. And then about three weeks after that, I went to, I went on uh, the Writing Excuses cruise, and uh, then coming back from the Writing Excuses cruise, I went to Seattle to um, to a memorial. I've been to Seattle a couple of times, actually, since I've been here in the Pacific Northwest. And now I'm heading off to San Jose. But then immediately following that, I will be in at another convention. (laughs) And then after that, I'll probably be in San Jose until Thanksgiving. And then I'm going to LA to go to the King Tut exhibit. And then I'm going home again. And maybe, maybe once I get home, I'll be in the same place for an entire month complete, maybe. But this year has been just a lot of stuff. But again, like all of these things like fed into my writing, you know, going to Egypt was obviously that, you know, that was a research trip. Um, going to conventions. it's It's part about... You know, seeing friends also part about networking and part also about just like, you know, writer growth stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going to workshops and retreats obviously is about writer growth stuff. I got a lot of really great feedback on my work thus far uh, that was super helpful. Um, Going to uh, going home, obviously, is just about reconnecting with family. Sometimes I need that for balance. And, uh, you know, going on the writing excuses, cruise and sirens, um, in both cases, I'm actually teaching and I've been doing a lot of teaching this year too. And teaching is great for me, uh, not only because it provides me a source of income, but it also gives me a chance to think about writing craft in ways that is helpful for my writing. Um, and I always learn something from my teaching and the questions that my students ask and the things that they bring up. And so, all of that very, you know, if, if, if it's a metaphor of a garden, you know, it's all going into the soil, it's all fertilizer, it's all great. And there are plants picking up and flowers blooming, but I'm exhausted. Yeah, (laughs) I'm really tired. And so next year, my, my goal is, um, to, to not do this, to not do thing after thing, after thing, even if they are things that could be useful. Just keeping in mind that like also for my mental health, I actually do much better when I have some stability. So yeah.
0: Maybe we need to turn this into the saying no episode because (laughs) that's kind of been a theme for me this year is Mm -hmm. I realized, no, I thought that I was good at saying no to things. And what I have realized is that I was kind of okay about saying no to things I didn't really want to do, but really bad about saying no to things I really wanted to do. And um, I want to do a lot of things. And I have a habit of taking on too much for um, often the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah. Like that, it, it often seems like, especially if it's something that that you do enjoy, but like, doing a whole bunch of things that you enjoy, but that also like drain you of energy can be, can be counterproductive. Yep. Um, And it's not even, even as if like they're bad things or things you shouldn't be doing. They're just like, you have to be aware of what your energy levels are and, and work to that. So do you feel like this year your creative goals have been not met in part because you were spending your energy on too many things? Is that how you've been feeling? The beginning
0: of the year, for sure. Um, the um, kind of our, our comeback episode that we recorded in one month and released many, many, many months later um, kind of detailed some of that where, you know, like I was I was teaching and I was doing stuff for App Camp for Girls and I was planning a move and I was, um, you know, still still podcasting and um And what I I had this moment once kind of, we got, we got to Seattle, um, we got health insurance, which was, it was such a mess. And so we, we finally got our health insurance and I went to the doctor and I, I knew by this time, you know, it'd been several months and my Arizona insurance was really bad. So I was like. I could have kind of all my labs that I need to get done every three to six months done now, or I could wait until we get to Seattle and hopefully we'll have better insurance because Washington has a better health insurance exchange than, you know, what's, what Arizona has. And, um, that is true, but we got here and it took us like three months to get everything sorted out and actually get insurance. Um, it was like, it was a mess. Um. And so I went to found a doctor, went and was like, okay, I really like I really, really, really need to get these labs tested. And my my thyroid test results came back. And there's a there's a hormone called thyroid stimulating hormone. And um my results were within normal range for a lot of people, but they were way, 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 way too high for me. And I it was fascinating because um, our insurance provider is Kaiser, and with Kaiser, um, at least here, everything's really integrated. So I go to a Kaiser campus to the lab, and I get my blood drawn, and as the results come in and as they test these, I get notifications about it. So as the results are coming from the lab, as they're getting entered into the system, I can look at it in real time. And it took less than a day. It was pretty cool you know from my perspective of waiting like a week for results in the past and so i'm looking through it and i'm like oh oh i'm depressed because my my tsh was high and thyroid hormones when you're hypothyroid one of the primary symptoms for a lot of people is depression but it took me Seeing that number on my computer screen to realize that I had been depressed for months, like pretty bad depression. And once I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, so some of these like there's a certain phrase that goes through my head when I'm depressed. And it is um, I don't really understand what the point is. And I'm not, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, you know, th- there's none of that. It's just like, I, I go through my day and I don't understand what the point is. The only time I ever think this is when I'm actually going through a depressive episode, um, like a clinically depressive episode. And, um, and I was like, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I called, I have a specialist thyroid doctor and I got an appointment with her and we like immediately I was talking to her and she's like, nope, we're, we're upping your dose like, and we're retesting in a month and this is how it's going to be. But, um, I've spent most of the year pretty, pretty dang depressed and now I'm coming out of that um, in depression for me, and I need to put a content warning on this episode apparently, but like depression for me feels very flat um it doesn't feel hopeless, it doesn't feel um there despair or anything. It's just the world feels flat, but it's such a gradual thing that um. I don't realize it's happening. And once you're experiencing the flatness or once I experience the flatness, like once you're, once I'm there, I don't realize I'm there. Um, so I've spent most of the year in a funk of depression and now that that's lifting and I'm, you know, I'm getting my thyroid, you know, all my thyroid levels back where they need to be. Um, what I'm finding is that I am incredibly anxious because I wasn't productive. When I was depressed, I wasn't productive. I was planning things. I was working on things, but it was incredibly slow. And now I'm kind of dealing with the repercussions of that.
1: And that is making me very anxious. Yeah, I definitely understand that part going Going in and out of depressive episodes, and then being like, "Crap, I didn't do anything while I was depressed. Yeah. Now I got all this stuff I got to do." Ah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's not it's not a fun cycle of events, but but it's good that at least you are now in a place where you are aware of everything that's going on with your body and your mind, or at least most of the things, and and you are in a spot where you can like get help for it.
0: Yeah, and I'm super lucky that like the fix for me is upping a dose of a medication I'm already on. Um it's not testing out antidepressants and figuring out which one works and and that that process is um hard, you know, because like SSRIs take weeks to take effect. And then it's like, well, is it actually taking effect or is it not? Like for me, it's just like, oh, okay, well, we'll increase the the dose of this thyroid medication and I'll feel better soon. And that's, uh, that is amazing because I've done that other dance too, where it's like, okay, well now we're playing, guess which medication is going to work with your
1: unique body chemistry. And yeah. Yep. So, so now that we're here in October do you feel like there are any goals that you have for now till the end of the year um, now that you feel like you are you're on a better ground health wise?
0: Yeah, I a year and a half ago, I s- launched my business, not quite a year and a half ago, but pretty close. And I was like, um, it's called App Launch Map. And I'm going to help um, independent Mac and iOS developers with the non-code side of of bringing their app into the world. <coughs> oh, lord. I am an app midwife. I need to workshop that. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> I love that. I love it so much.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> it just occurred to me. I'm like, "Oh my gosh. All right. Anyway, so so this is what I do, right? But uh I'm not going to lie, working with me is not inexpensive. I um have worked years to develop expertise and I charge for my expertise and so independent Mac and iOS developers are often not in a position to work with me um which is you know it it is what it is and I always wanted to like my goal is to help people without starving right and while also charging with what charging what I'm worth which is kind of like the delicate dance that any kind of freelancer has to do. Like, how do I (laughs) get clients and make money without underselling myself and without undercharging for myself and also like not die? Um, So one of the things I was like, well, it would be really helpful this app submission process and all of the pieces you have to get together for submitting an app are really complex and they they require a lot of thought. And what I find a lot of a lot of app developers do a lot of new app developers do is they're like, "Oh, well I can just like throw this app together. I you know, I'm a I'm a good programmer. I can throw this app together and I can put it on the App Store and then I'm going to be rich." And it's not actually how it works. There's a lot of you've got to do a lot of analysis, a lot of thinking, a lot of writing, a lot of being an independent app developer is writing not code um and and apple doesn't really have a guide for like you know you have if your your app is going on the iOS or Mac Um, app store you have a product page and and here are all the things you have on a product page and this is the best way to approach writing those things and oh yeah do you have a proofreader you should really have a proofreader no seriously find someone who can proofread this stuff for you Um, and even things like audience analysis like how how do you determine what the thing, the messaging about your app, how do you determine what that is and how you tell it to people? How do you approach members of the press? Um, Yes, you need to approach members of the press. How do you put together press? Anyway, so, so this kind of stuff is the information is out there, but you have to know what questions to ask or you have to know where to find it anyway. And so, for a year and a half I've been saying, okay, I'm gonna write this field. I'm calling it the fields guide, the app launch map fields guide. It's super cute. I'm great at branding. And <laughs> um, and that's still not written. Um, it's about I'd say a quarter written. And I would really, really like to have that out really soon. Like really soon. Um And so that's, I mean, that's my big thing for the rest of the year is getting that out and marketing it and hopefully, you know, like going on podcasts and talking about it and doing press outreach, I guess that's part of marketing. So that is my thing for the year, because honestly, if I don't get it out, I'm going to have to find like a nine to five job. And uh, that is an incredibly motivating thought for me. I, I don't want a nine to five job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The nine to five is not okay. Yeah. I disapprove of it. Uh, except for when you have to do it. Um, I don't disapprove of you if you are doing it.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think there's a big difference in personality. Like some people are like, I will never be a freelancer. And I'm like, if I can avoid it, I'd really rather just work for myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I am very much the same way well, but that sounds like hooray goals and like we have another like two and a half months till the end of the year. And that seems like some good goals for, for two and a half months. Yeah, and the
0: the problem is butting up against the holiday season when you have like a product to sell. So yeah. I mean we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it yeah.
1: goes.
0: Mm-hmm. How about you? Like what this year you're you're going to be traveling, but are there any um, any of your goals that you can advance as you're are doing this? Or is do you think your travel is beneficial enough that it's counting toward your goals for the year?
1: Well, I think that here at the end of the year, I have a good chance of actually potentially getting some writing done more consistently, finally. Um, because one of the things that happened, um, like right after I came back from Egypt, I did a whole bunch of writing and I was like, woohoo. And then now I'm just like, oh crap, on to the next section and that's a whole other thing. But then in the meantime, I accidentally wrote a short story, which I haven't done Oops. that in a really long time. I was just like, la, la, oh, it's a short story. Um, so I haven't done that in a while. Uh, so that was that was cool. and And it helped me sort of like feel like, Everything that I had been doing had really been percolating in my head and was I was able to like put some words on the page. So even though uh, my November isn't going to be as calm as I initially thought it was going to be, I think that I have a fair chance of being able to get a lot of writing done. I'm going to be in San Jose. I'm going to be going to the Rosicrucian Egyptian Museum Research Library every day that it is open um, I don't have a lot of research to do, but like, it's a really good place for me to just sit and write. And so that's my plan. Um, I don't have a whole lot of classes coming up uh, that I have to be involved in. And so therefore I don't have to spend as much time like thinking about that. Um, All the classes that I am administering are all other people's classes uh, until February. So I have some like brain space freed up for that. And um, once I get back home, even though I have not been able to successfully deal with writing as much when I am home with family, I have a plan (laughs) for leaving the house, um, running away uh, (laughs) every day. Running away uh every day so that I can go somewhere where writing can get done. And I'm gonna try giving myself um some daily word goals it, if only to get me to a place where I'm just like, I'm just gonna write this and I'm going to not worry about whether or not I'm gonna need to edit it in the future. I just need to like keep moving forward. Uh, and I think I have a fair chance of making that happen. What for you do you think is a reasonable word goal? It is literally just dependent on what you can do Mm -hmm. and um, what you're comfortable with doing. So right now, like some people are like 400 words a day. That's a very achievable goal for a lot of people. Um, Some people are (laughs) 500. (laughs) Um, and, And for some people, it's really not. And then like... 750 a day is one of the ones that um, novelists uh, often prefer because even though like from the standpoint, because there are people who write like thousands of words a day. Mm -hmm. I don't know those people Um, or I pretend not to know them. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have to look at them. Um, But, you know, some, some folks are able to get like together, you know, thousands of words a day, but 750... Uh, it feels like a reasonable thing. And if you can hit 750 every day, then, you know, in a year you've got a novel, right? Mm -hmm. So, but it's, it's just built in smaller chunks. So it's, it's literally going to depend on, um, what works for you, um, what you feel like you can achieve, um, a goal that is not going to stress you out about getting to it every day. Um, that's how you determine, like, what is a good workout goal? So, what I'm going to aim for to start is a thousand words a day, because when I'm, when I'm going and when I feel like I have a grip on like what I'm writing or whatever, a thousand words is actually okay for me. Um, I've done more than that in a day, just depending on, you know, whether or not I am feeling particularly like inspired or I feel like I'm in a good place and, and I feel like the words are flowing. Um, so a thousand might work out for me. So that's my goal. But I'm also going to be really flexible. And if I have several days where I don't hit a thousand, then I'll think about adjusting what my goal is so that if I hit it, I I can feel like, OK, I've accomplished that. I can move mm-hmm. on. But a thousand might not be out of reach for me. Uh, I had very briefly considered doing NaNoWriMo this year. But now I'm not going to even attempt to do that. <laughs> no. It's just, it's a little too, too much, much especially, yeah. yeah, especially if I'm going to be like doing a lot of moving around. Uh, it just, it'll just make me angry at myself if I say I'm going to do NaNoWriMo and then I like crap out in the first five days. So.
0: Oh, a thousand words a day. I, I've been writing like 200. <laughs> it's kind of slow. Yay. <laughs> Yay, 200. I approve. Yay. Uh, it's better. I mean, it's better than no hundred, but um, I uh, I don't know. It, so, and this is part of my problem is that I I get also stuck in the shoulds. And I can't remember if we've talked about the shoulds on originality, but like the shoulds are have, yeah. insidious. They're, the shoulds are terrible. Yeah stop just I get mired in them and then all I'm thinking about is what I should be doing instead of just doing the thing I want to do it's
1: awful yeah the shoulds are the enemy of all people they should be buried in a ditch (laughs)
0: I'm on a t-shirt
1: the shoulds are the enemy yes Yes. um it's like you know they say kill your darlings I say bury your shoulds
0: ah. I need to write that down <laughs> hang on, they say, "Kill your darlings, so <laughs> I went to a conference in September, and um it's it's a great conference, but one of the things for it's about creative creativity um for like internet creators, basically, and um. One of the things I felt was really lacking in the conference was that there there was a lot of like things suck, shrug, and so I I feel like I need an injection of steps. Like nothing feels achievable, everything feels helpless. This is a little hyperbolic, but like I don't feel like. It, I, I just I feel like I'm spinning my wheels all the time. And um do you have any suggestions about how to break out of the sheds and um like how do we go about burying them? I guess is my is my th- question. Other than getting a shovel.
1: Um <laughs> Step one: Go to the hardware store. Get a shovel. Get a shovel. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm not the best person to give advice on this because I don't always bury my shoulds. Um, or or when I do bury my shoulds, it feels more like I'm just escaping responsibility <laughs> for things by being like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. It's fine. <laughs> it, everything is fine. Um, I mean, but I do know just from, um, reading about. I, and we've talked about this as uh, before on this about how I'm pretty sure I have ADHD mm. um, and reading about ADHD and how it presents in girls and women especially and getting past some of the things that your brain does, your ADHD brain does. And so, you know, the shoulds is a lot of the the issue um, that especially women with ADHD come up against because, especially if they've gone undiagnosed for so long, they're like, I should be able to do this because this is what normal people do and why can't I? And so, you know, you have to just literally set it aside and be like, no, like, should is not correct. It's that people with this kind of brain can do this easily and so they do. People with my kind of brain cannot do that easily. And so I have to think about ways in which I can get my brain to the the ways that I can get my brain to work with me instead of me trying to work against my brain. But a lot of that is just you know, it's mental work. Yeah. Um but sometimes intention I think has a lot to do with it. You know, if you sit down and you write out like these are my shoulds and literally bury them. I'm a big believer in ritual. I'm a big ritual person. And so I'll do that. Like, I'm one of those people who's like there on, you know, New Year's Eve, writing down all the things that I want to leave behind and burning them in the fire. Burn! Burn! Oh, I just posted mine to my blog this year. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So just burn it. Burn! Um, Because like for some people that that kind of actual tactile, like I'm taking this, I'm burning it or I'm burying it can can work um but it doesn't necessarily work for everybody but just like doing those kinds of things um writing it down putting it somewhere where you can see it every day making it tangible can help so yeah I've gotten rid of some of the should thinking in my brain but not all of it you know clearly because I'm like I should be Mm -hmm. writing a thousand words a day
0: so one of the things I've done, uh, I messaged my doctor recently and asked him about if he would prescribe ADHD meds um, because not all primary care doctors are uh, comfortable doing that because they are like uh, regulated medication and people get addicted and sell them to college students and whatever. But um, but I, I need to make an appointment and go in and actually get on meds because I do think – Uh, That will help me considerably. I haven't been on any kind of stimulant medication in six or seven years. Uh, And I think it's time to try it again because um, one of my ADHD symptoms is that obsessive thinking and getting mired in the shoulds. and also, you know, just like an, an inability to hold on to a thought. Uh, so one, one of the things that really helps me is when I start getting, um, when I notice things. So with ADHD, it can be, or ADD, it can be really hard whether, okay, it's ADHD, whether you're hyperactive or in, um, inattentive, I'm inattentive, but I get repetitive thoughts. And it can be really, really hard to hold on to a thought. Like Justin will look at me sometimes and be like, what are you thinking? And I'll be like, I literally don't know. I do not know what I'm thinking right now. There's just, there's no way for me to pull that out. Um, but sometimes I, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I've had that thought like a lot. And so if I write it down, there's something about, and it's not typing it out. I have to hand write it down. Um, there's something about that that helps it get out of my head which is really a helpful tool to me that I have not been utilizing much and I haven't been using actually at all lately. Um, so talking about like writing down the shoulds and burning them also like write down the things that you're dwelling on, you know, get, just get it out of your head and then you can, I don't know, it helps me. I can tell my brain, all right, we're not thinking about that right now. It's on this piece of paper. We can obsess about it later, and
1: for some reason, that works. I don't know why, but it does. It's because sometimes externalizing, I guess, is just it's calming. Um, I think this is why journaling works for a lot of people. You know You just like sit down and you just write out whatever's going on in the inside of your head, and then because it's out on a piece of paper, you're like, "Well, cool." I can now move on to the next thing that's in my head. Yeah. Um. I mean, one of the things and we've talked about, you know, habit apps before, and I talked about the fabulous before. And even though I still have problems with that app overall. Why is it
0: $10 a month? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's problem number one that I have with that app is that it's $10 yeah. a month. But, um, but one of the things that they, uh, it suggests that you do during a deep work period is, if you are deep working and then you have a thought like, oh, I need to take care of this, or, oh, I need to do that, or, oh, while that's not something that's connected to the deep work that you are doing, is they like, just write it down. Just like you have a thought and you're like, oh, I should do that. Or, oh, I need to remember this. Write it down. Like, and literally keep a notebook next to you for those thoughts during the deep work period, and then go back to the work that you're doing. And then that way, you won't forget about the thing because, you know, usually these thoughts that come to you, they are important things you need to take care of. Right. But they're not something that you need to do right this moment. Um, So you don't forget them. But sometimes also just like writing them on a piece of paper and getting them out of you makes you realize that it actually wasn't that important to begin with. And it was just your brain trying to get you to stop doing work. <laughs> Brains be like mean that. Mean brain. Right. Yes. Um, so... I, I have found that technique to be very useful. I don't do a lot of like deep work all the time, but that's something that I employ when I'm sitting down to write fiction is I'm like, every time I have a thought, I'm like, Oh, you know what I really need to do? I really need to go make that mailing list right now. No, I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm also trying to find the balance of like whether or not to do that when I'm trying to meditate, this is the thing that I worry about. Um. So yeah, like sometimes when I'm meditating, like, Obviously, you know, the brain is full of all kinds of thoughts that, you know, you just need to need to take care of that right now. Right. You don't actually need to take care of it right now. But <laughs> your brain is like trying to trick you into thinking that you need to. And I keep wondering, like, do I pause meditating to write down that thought or do I just set the thought aside and figure it'll come back to me if it's important later? Because I feel like I've lost a lot of thoughts in just setting it aside. And then later on, I'm like, what was that thing I was so obsessed about when I was meditating? Dang it, now I've lost it. That's, yeah, that's
0: my struggle with meditation. And I think um, one of my struggles with meditation, I think that um, this is another maybe ADD brain thing is that, um, I, I I don't know, the, those, those thoughts can be so sticky. And when you're meditating, and you're not, I don't know, you're meditating and you're not supposed to be like thinking, you're supposed to acknowledge it and be like, I see you thought goodbye. And, but then the thoughts like, no, really, I'm coming back. And then I start to hyper focus on those thoughts. Um, So meditation is actually a fairly stressful exercise for me because instead of like clearing my head and relaxing, I'm like mad at myself because I'm focusing on a
1: thought I'm not supposed to have. Yeah. It's tough. This is why meditation teachers are actually really awesome because they can, they can help you through like that exact thing. Um, which is why often I'm just like, uh, all these apps where they're like, come meditate. It's fine. I'm like, is there a help with that? Is, does that come with personal help? Because things <laughs> personal help is often good, but it does I feel like that's another thing. It's like, if you have writing goals, sometimes having somebody to like not even just keep you accountable, but somebody who you can talk to about the struggles that you're having with your writing without them necessarily trying to provide solutions, just somebody who you can voice things to. Um, Because, yeah, like, because that's often what I need is I just need to be able to go to somebody and be like, ah, these are the problems that I'm having and not have them be like, well, clearly you need to do this to solve that problem. Instead, Mm -hmm. what I want them to say is, "Mm mm-hmm, that sounds like a really tough problem. And I hope that, that you find a way through that. But then if I ask them like, Hey, can I have help with this specific thing? That's useful. That's when I want them to say like, here's a solution. But sometimes I just want to be like, uh, yeah. Meh.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's hard when I, I'm, I tend to try to be a problem solver. Um, so it's hard for me when friends come to me like that to not be like, well, have you tried all these things? Uh, I try to remember to ask, so are you looking for help right now or <laughs> do you just need sympathy? Because um, also when I'm editing, what kind of level of editor are we talking about here? Do you need validation or do you need someone to tell you where you've put too many commas? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because I experienced that from both ends where Justin is very much a helper and problem solver. And it's like he'll see something happening and he'll be like, you should do it this way. And I'm like, mm, get away from me, man. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk to oh, me. No. <laughs> I'm not looking for you to solve my problems. I want to struggle with this. If I need your help, I'll ask for it. I won't ask for it. <laughs> but like, Yeah. Aww. So I don't know, like ask people, are you open to feedback? Are you open to ideas? Yes. Very much. agree. I will say one thing about this year that I'm pretty proud of is I, I had two daily goals that I set. I wanted to write every day, which I have not done. Um, I even got a special notebook for it and it's all empty anyway. Um, So writing all every day kind of fell by the wayside once we started packing, but I figured that it was going to be a busy year and it was going to be an adventurous year. And, I started doing a photo a day challenge. So on Instagram, I just, every day I post a picture. Um, And I have, I have actually done that. And so I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. What I didn't anticipate is that I would move to Seattle and then not leave my apartment just mostly post pictures of the cats (laughs) but it's fine they're very cute cats they are very cute cats so but I have I have done that and it feels pretty good to be like yes I've done the thing um and it's you know the middle of October as we're recording this so I don't anticipate that we will that I will stop doing the thing before the end of the year so that was pretty cool
1: hooray yeah, even when I was doing the 365 feminist selfie thing, I did not take a selfie every day. I did take a selfie many days, but not every day. Some days I'll just be like, I forgot to take a selfie and it's midnight. Well, never mind then. Ha ha.
0: I have been known to kind of cheat a little bit. That's all right. I'm not going to lie. But so like the next morning I'll be like, oh, I didn't take a picture yesterday, but I know I did blah, blah, blah. Um, Or I took the picture and I forgot to post it. I'll backfill. But
1: yeah. Makes sense to me. Well, yeah. I feel like I want to hear from... We always say this. We want to hear from our listeners. Yeah. But but I don't get that many people tweeting at me. No, me neither. So, so people, tweet. Tweet at us. Because I want to hear like a few things. Number one, I want to hear whether or not you... The goals that you set previously, like either at the beginning of the year or like at the spring equinox, you know, I know a lot of people do different have different ideas about when is the beginning of things. So, mm-hmm. what are the goals that you set at the beginning of whenever in the past and do you feel like you've reached them, you know, either partially or completely up till now? And if um and what are your goals right now going forward to the end of the year? Um and what are you going to do to like reach those creative goals because i'm just really interested in like what kind of goals other people set and and how they go about reaching them cuz you know sometimes it's like i have grit and sometimes it's i have a partner who literally sits me down at the computer i've been watching a lot of super nanny lately uh just because <laughs> this is this is how my like how how things manifest i need to just like look at some tv that doesn't really mean anything to me and I feel like I need a super nanny to like grab me by the wrist, take me to my computer, sit me down and say, right. And then if mm. I get up, she'll be like, that is unacceptable. Get on the computer chair. Um, so yes. <laughs> if Is that how you reach your goals? <laughs> Do you have your very own super nanny-esque person taking you by the wrist back to in front of your computer? <laughs> Oh calling man. I'm, you I'm unacceptable picturing this job interview,
0: like, okay, <laughs> what I'm looking for as a grown person
1: is someone to stand over me and make me work. I'll pay you. There are days when I feel like I I would I would happily, if I had the money, pay somebody to do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, what are you doing? Are you back on Facebook? That is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> You so on Facebook? <laughs> right so yeah so I want to know if you reached your goals up till now how you did it what are your goals going forward and what is your plan um for for reaching those goals and I also want to know like what what things in your life have stopped you from reaching your goals specifically but have still been awesome because sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're like, I didn't mm-hmm. write. That's because I went on a whirlwind trip around the world, paid for by someone else. Oh, I'd love for that to happen, right? So yeah, so that's what I want. I want to hear yeah. from our listeners. I must. I insist upon it. And so you can, you could tweet at us. My Twitter handle is tiny tempest. and Aline's is Aline, A L E E N. Um, or you could tweet at Originality FM. Which is the show mm-hmm. Twitter account? So yes, whichever Twitter account you feel comfortable twittering at, I want to hear about it.
0: Yeah, please do. Well, and I think that's it for this time. I think so. I
1: think so. All right, we have we have reached our goal yeah. of creating this episode. Oh we're my god, we're amazing. amazing! Do do. I'm us. doing a little dance. <laughs>
0: all right well listeners you heard tempest tweet at us let us know that you're listening let us know about your goals let us know you enjoy the show let your friends know you enjoy the show and until next time uh we still don't have a closing goodbye